Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. A new approach to an age-old problem. I'm Tom Shine, and welcome to The Range. Support for The Range comes from McCowan Gordon Construction, Fidelity Bank, and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Coming up, a business that offers a nice cup of tea and a chance to get away. It's a place where you could find yourself in a little corner of Paris without packing your bags. But first, if you've ever had a nosebleed, you know that people will offer lots of advice about how to make it stop. If you ask Wichita entrepreneur Mary East, she'd probably tell you to try nose packs, a product she developed in hopes to make as common as Band-Aids. Daniel Cottle has more. On a normal day at Tanglewood Elementary School in Derby, school nurse Lisa Schroeder spends her time helping kiddos with upset tummies and other minor ailments. Hello, how are you? Are you having an okay day? And at some point, there's a good chance she'll encounter a student with a bloody nose. A friend accidentally, you know, bumped me or I fell or um, I hit myself with my Chromebook. (laughs) (laughs) Schools are just one of the settings in which Mary East envisions her product, the nose packs, being used to stop nosebleeds. She started handmaking and selling them herself online in 2018, but she's had at least an inkling for the idea since the late 80s when her son suffered frequent nosebleeds at daycare. At the time, people were developing a heightened awareness of AIDS. People were genuinely scared of blood. I mean, they did not want to touch it. It was a scary ordeal back then. Messiness and coming into contact with blood are two of the issues East hopes to address with the nose packs. The device is sort of shaped like a bullet with a rounded cotton tip that fits snugly against the inside of the nose. As the cotton absorbs the blood, a rubber finish at the base helps keep it all contained. East sees the product as a response to nosebleeds caused by injuries, as well as recurrent ones. I see these everywhere Band-Aids are because in a first aid kit, you know, There's not anything out there for nosebleeds. East says she's already gotten a patent and FDA approval for the nose packs. And with the help of a grant, she also recently had a machine developed by Kansas State researchers to mass produce the device. For now, she's still making and selling them out of her home. She's managed to build some loyal individual customers, and she even sells to some school districts like one in Tulsa. They're a lifesaver for them because, you know, their protocol at the school district is to pinch their nose. And trying to pinch a nose on a little kid for 10 minutes is, can be wearing. If you've ever got a nosebleed and you don't have a nose packs on hand, there's a few quick steps you can take to get it under control. Dr. Keith Sale is an otolaryngologist for the University of Kansas Health System. He says you should simply pinch your nostrils closed at the soft cartilage, almost like you're about to jump in the pool, and hold it for 10 minutes. Keep your head forward. There's no need to tilt it back. And if that doesn't work, sometimes a nasal decongestant spray can stop the bleeding. I would say 99% of the time, that's gonna, those two things together will stop a nosebleed. So what's next for the nose packs? East says she's working with an intellectual property lawyer to commercialize the product. 
and she says she plans to pitch it to major manufacturers who could help her sell it on store shelves. Mark my word, on, on TV, when you see people with nosebleeds and they cram toilet tissue up there, these will be in the movies. <laughs> I just know. For The Range, I'm Daniel Cottle. For more of Daniel's story, go to KMUW.org. The French Tea Room in Wichita will officially open next month, but the black-owned business already has patrons sipping cups of Earl Grey inside the pink and white house in College Hill. For this edition of In the Mix, Carla Eccles tells us about the new venture. The inspiration behind the tea room came from owner Mariama Beamer, a West African native who's lived in Wichita since 2008. Her corporate job took Beamer and her colleagues to London in 2019. We went into the tea room as six complete strangers, and we came out as six best friends. She says that's what tea does. Afternoon tea as a ritual has this ability to connect human beings at a level that you just don't get while drinking other beverages, right? So I remember coming back to Wichita and thinking, wouldn't it be great to have something like this? So she tested interest in Wichita with pop-up afternoon tea events that all sold out. Beamer and her husband then decided to buy and renovate an old house. I love College Hill, always have. She had a vision. I wanted it to be a feminine place, first of all. I wanted it to be a luxurious space. I wanted it to be, you know, a place where you are leaving out your worries and you are just feeling pampered and elevated and you're just feeling good about yourself. Beamer quickly points out it's not a tea shop, but a tea room. And what that means is we serve afternoon tea. So you get the tea, but you also get the tea tray, you know, with the savories at the bottom, the scones in the middle, the treats on top, and we also curate the tea flavors of the day to align with each tier, so you kind of have like a culinary experience as well. Treats prepared by a hired chef. Each room throughout has a theme, the blue room, the pink room, the gold room, also the Princess Diana room, with teacups and saucers lining the built-in shelves and a letter-writing station. Beamer says guests can use a quill pen to write notes to loved ones, wax-stamped and mailed free of charge. And you actually get to do the whole, it's the whole thing. We don't go halfway here. (laughs) As a black woman business owner, why a French tea I am originally from Benin, West Africa, and Benin was colonized by French. So French is my first language. I grew up speaking French. I was also raised in France, in Nantes. That's where my family is. Um, And, you know, I think... It's important for each of us to connect to who we truly are. And when you do that, what comes out is beautiful because it's you. Beamer says she had to stay true to her origin. I have that French inside of me, so I wanted to give a nod to that. It's something that I know very well. I'm culture. I mean, je parle français, you know, j'ai grandi à parler français. So it is what I know and it is what I can bring. It's my difference right? My uniqueness. I'm embracing it and I'm just sharing it. (laughs) And how does Beamer sum up the French Tea Room? It's a place where you could find yourself in a little corner of Paris without packing your bags. Carla Eccles brings you thoughtful stories about race and culture every month on In the Mix. You can read more about the French Tea Room at kmuw.org. And one last thing. 
I work with hundreds of people during my 37 years at the Wichita Eagle. I'm still acquainted with many of them, but others have been lost to the passage of time, which made last Saturday's Eagle reunion so enjoyable. People I hadn't seen in decades were there. Dozens of former employees from across the country attended. In the newsroom alone, we had people travel from California, Oregon, Michigan, and Minnesota, to name just a few. We talked about what we're doing now, about our time at the Eagle, and about former colleagues who have passed away. The reunion was held at 825 East Douglas, the former home of the Eagle. It's now the site of Cargill's protein headquarters. But for one night anyway, it felt like going home. Thanks for joining us on The Range. Our producers for this week's show are Carly Cooper and Lou Ann Stevens. Our digital producer is Hugo Fan, and Torn Anderson composed our theme music. The executive producer of The Range is Fletcher Powell. I'm Tom Shine, and this is KMUW, NPR for Wichita.